Hey you, what's going on? It's Coach Theo from FMU Fitness. It's not about me podcast, Theo and Amber on iTunes. Thanks for jumping in. If you've been following my Outwit Your Mindset series about getting ripped, has nothing to do with fitness, has everything to do with changing your mind so you can continue to change who you are, well, make sure you listen to that first one about disciplining yourself to reflect daily. Make sure you also listen to the last one about step two, igniting yourself daily and how you can do that because those are really, really important. Those are big deals. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the preparation action step. So RIP stands for reflect, ignite, prepare, perform, eliminate, dedicate. Today, we're on step three, preparing. Big thing. Now, our third baby is on the way. So in a few weeks here, we're going to be having another little baby boy, maybe four to six weeks. And the common question that I keep getting from people is, are you ready? I have no problem saying no. We are, but we aren't, right? Like, you can only be so ready. We thought we were done at two kids. Actually, we were convinced we were done at two kids, but obviously God has plans. And man, when we found out, I just said, whatever, I surrender. I give up, man. I am not in control. Every time I think I can control my schedule and my life, stuff like this happens. So look, the room is ready. Diapers are ready. Gas is in the truck. Like, we're ready to drop everything and make the trip to the hospital, but we aren't entirely sure what we're going to do with our other two kids. If it's go time late at night, we aren't ready for the lack of sleep again. Gosh, I love sleep. We're not ready for those little sicknesses that are going to happen. The strain on our marriage, you guys know, anyone that has kids, those newborn phases, those baby phases cause a strain. We're not ready for that. And then the next six years of juggling this new child through the baby, toddler, and preschool years again at home with us while me and my wife both work full-time running this company together. It's such a blessing, but it's also very challenging. But we always, you know, we try to appreciate the fact that we can do it, but it's hard. So we can anticipate, you know, what's about to come, but that's only helpful in small doses. There's not much to do until this little boy comes and then day, day by day, will participate. When it comes to preparation, sometimes you prepare as much as you can, yet you still fall short. Sometimes you don't prepare at all, yet you succeed big time. Preparation isn't so black and white. There's rarely a surefire blueprint. Preparation, to some extent, is necessary for whatever endeavor you pursue. We usually say if you fail to plan, then you're going to plan to fail. You have to do some foundational work to prepare yourself for the task at hand, but preparing is often misunderstood. Preparing is not about the outcome. It's about the process. You can't prepare to win because technically you have no idea if you're going to win. You can't control the outcome of a game or an interview or a situation. You can prepare to apply your best effort, however, because effort is what you can control. We teach our kids this all the time. Wins or losses will happen, sometimes regardless of how much effort you put in. But the outcome in life isn't the point. The process is. And that's why we also say that life is a journey, not a destination. So you can focus on preparing for a result like running a personal record or winning a championship or landing a new job. But then these things can get overwhelming and motivation can get lost. Fear starts to kick in because you're like, what if I don't win? Anxiety takes over. What will others think if I lose? Self-defeating thoughts can trump effort. What if I put in all this effort and don't get that job? And then you start to say, what's the point? And you usually know what happens. People just won't even try. They'll stand at the bottom of that staircase looking up. 
and never take that first step to get to the top and see what's up there. The end result is overwhelming because it hasn't happened yet. This is the trigger for most people's anxiety. It's that lack of control. But look, Matthew 6, 34 says you can't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about its own things. So what's the one thing you can do today, right now? This should be the focus. You got to do your part and forget the rest. You got to pull back. Just focus on those baby steps. Win one play at a time. It's not about the grandiose entrance. It might be as simple as just showing up, being ready to accept whatever gets thrown at you, making a decision, dropping expectations. There's never going to be a right time. You'll never be fully prepared. But remember, God doesn't choose the equipped. He equips the chosen. So you can't get stuck in that preparation phase. You can only prepare so much, read so much, write so much, think so much, train so much. Eventually, you just have to put your foot on the start line and go. So no, we are not fully ready to have a baby again, but we are. We aren't ready for those drowsy days, but we're prepared to figure it out. We aren't ready for poopy diapers, but we're prepared to suck it up and change them. We aren't ready for those time constraints, but we're prepared to cut back in other areas so we can handle them. We're definitely prepared for the adrenaline that God provides to get it all done. It's like this unreal adrenaline that comes out of nowhere. We're prepared to feel that overwhelming agape love again for this new extension of our life. And we're prepared to be in awe of God's work after witnessing the miracle of this childbirth. The thing I love about kids is God uses them to make us become more like Him. You have to be selfless. You have to be serving and sacrificial. And it's a a major reminder that life is not about us. So thankfully, after ingraining this into our mindset for years, we're prepared to keep living like that. Now really quick, when it comes to preparation, an action step that is so huge in your life that I want to share with you is doing a time inventory. And doing a time inventory helps you do three things. It helps you become aware of how you use your time. Because this is the first action step in change to making choices and to changing your habits. You have to be aware of what's happening in the first place. So just sit down, take a few minutes to write it out or reflect on it. Regularly do this, by the way, too, and just analyze your time. How are you using it? Think about your morning, your morning commute, When you first wake up, are you just responding to text messages? Are you reacting to social media and emails? Don't let that stuff divert you and take you away from your day because it's going to dictate how you use your day. Initiate. Create the motion. Don't just like go through the motions. What do you do in the morning? What's your morning routine like when you get up? Um, Think about uh, once you get to work, if you have to work. Is there any downtime throughout your day? How are you using that? Think about those little opportunities um, that you can plug in some reflection time. Think about when you get home. Is it chaos? Are you driving kids constantly back and forth from activity to activity? Do you have to do all the stuff that you're doing? Are you going to an endless amount of meetings that you don't have to be in? How many times are you going out to eat when you don't need to? Think about your night. Are you watching TV? How are you using your time? Are you watching TV? Are you on social media? Are you constantly immersed in things that you don't have to be? And can you change it? What about right before you go to bed? Are you bringing that darn phone into bed with you? You can use that time 
to set your night up for success with a great evening routine, which we know will also set your morning routine up for success. And then what we know will help everything in between, which can be 10 chaotic, 8 to 10 chaotic hours in between morning and night, it will help that start to take care of itself too. And now I elaborate on my evening and morning routine in a different podcast, so you can find that and check that out. But I just want you to think about doing a time inventory because once you become aware of how you use your time, then guess what? You have to accept responsibility and own that because when you start to accept responsibility, you'll stop saying things like, I don't have time because it's a lie. Instead, what you can say is, this is how I choose to use my time. This is the desire that I have right now. So it's not I don't have time. It's I don't have the desire to use my time for that right now. But here's what's really, really important. You have to do this. You analyze your time. You did your time inventory. But then you got to do some more deep work. Reflect more on do you really need to use your time like that? Because you will write out things, how you're using your time. And sometimes you think you're supposed to be using your time like that. So you got to go a little bit deeper and ask yourself, really? Like, really, do you need to be doing that? How do you make your time more efficient? I worked with a guy one time. He wanted to get in shape, and he claimed he didn't have time. So I started analyzing his time with him, and I asked him what he did in the morning. And he said, well, usually when I wake up, I watch ESPN for about an hour or two. And I'm like, dude, you got to be kidding me. You just told me you didn't have time. You're watching ESPN for an hour or two every morning? Do you have to do that? And in his head, at first, he thought he did. This is just what I do. I love doing it. I enjoy that. I don't have time to work out. I want to do that. And I said, all right, well, here's the thing. You value that more than your health because you have time to do that, but you could change that even just a few days a week, two to three times a week, and you can instead get in some physical movement. So when you value your health more than you value watching ESPN, then your life will start to change. And obviously, he had to think about it, but he went a little bit deeper and he started to think about it. And then a few weeks later, he joined our gym and he started working out with us. And again, it's just becoming aware of how you use your time and then accepting responsibility for it. You got to take the power back because you're not a victim. And once you start to take that power back, you will slowly start to do that in every aspect of your life. And then that's when you can take action. That's when you can take action and start to change. So that's how you can start to prepare better your days so that you can start to use them better and become the person that God created you to be. Now, that was preparation. Next step, we're going to talk about is how to perform.